Fire intro though. Good job. Good warm up, Greg. So yeah, tell me about your time at FAU. Um, I know um, we had our little falling out, and um, around that time, you know, you had just got out there. You had you had finally developed that high level skill to match your athleticism and your and your your hunger for the game. So tell me about your time at FAU. That's what you're talking about, boy. Well, not just the shot, but the handle and the, the skill and all that. Yeah. The, um. Mm-hmm. So all right. So I went during the summer to FAU, not FIU. Oh, oh, right, right. Uh, home of the owls, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, I went to FAU. It was a pretty dope experience. The college, just the college team, was pretty dope. Um, it was low D one. So we didn't get as many fans as you would think, mm-hmm. but they were still showing support or whatever. So um, during the summer, I went during the summer uh, to basically training camp where they worked my ass off. Like I was working. Mm-hmm. They had me lifting weights. They had me, bro, like I couldn't move. I went from playing basketball strictly eight hours a day to freaking weight training for two hours into the court. And keep in mind, I'm going in at like four in the morning to the court. Yeah. And that's me shooting before they even get there. Cause you know how we do, Facts. <laughs> but um, yeah, bro. Um, the coach, his name was um, John. It was Spanish, John. I think Gutierrez or something. Mm. So he was dope. Pretty cool coach. Um, he cared more about like personal growth. Mm-hmm. So he was more of the type that he wanted these people, these kids, to get ready to for the next level. He was. He wanted kids to be one and done, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he put me in training camp. As soon as I get there, bro, I went from playing people that were 6'3", 6'4", mm-hmm. to playing people that were 6'5", 6'6", 6'7". So, um, you know, as a 6'2", guard, he had me a shooting guard. Uh, I played point guard, like, maybe, like, three, four times. But the thing is, with point guard, you know, I'm a scorer. Yeah. I don't look for passes even if I see them, right? <laughs> Facts. So, um, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I went to training camp. He loved me. He loved uh, just the that uh, the dog because I have a dog in me. Mm-hmm. Especially around that time, bro. We, we just like we get high, yeah. and when we get mad, we got even better. You know. Yeah, you're so cool. yeah, so then um, you know we playing these people that were six, 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 five, six, seven. And we had a seven footer too mm-hmm. on the team. I had to like go all out. Like if I get knocked down, bro, I'm getting up. You get me? Yeah. I don't care if I'm out of breath. I don't care if I caught a cramp. I'm playing through it. Boy, I'll break a leg and I'm still going to run through it. All right. Um, so we started summer camp. Basically, it was more like they told me, um, look, you might get red. You might get, what was it? Is it called red shirted? Black shirted? Yeah, red shirted. Red shirted. You're going to, you might get red shirted because you're smaller. You know, you're skinnier than everybody. You're not as strong. And I said, okay, um, let me prove to you guys before you guys just make the decision, you know? They're like, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I killed them during the the, the, the scrimmages. Um, I was in the court two hours before everyone else got in there. Mm-hmm. We would start practice at six. I was already there at four. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the first one in, always the last one out. So the coach always liked my work ethic. You know, I got it from you, mm-hmm. basically. Like, I already had the, I want to do it, but, you know, the work ethic came from you. The discipline. That, well, the discipline, yeah. Um... So I was just throughout the whole summer, probably like three, four hours of sleep, just bam, going at it, going at it, a hundred percent, bro, the whole time. If I couldn't lift the weight, I was gonna figure it out. I was gonna put my leg in it, all right. No. 
I was gonna just make it happen. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of people that would. There was a lot of hate though towards me because mm-hmm. they felt like the coach had a little bit more favoritism off me. Mm-hmm. But it was just the simple fact that I'm smaller than y'all and I'm I'm busting y'all ass. You yeah. Get me? Yeah. Um. You know, so throughout the whole summer camp, uh, I gained probably like 15 pounds of muscle. That's like literally the strongest I ever was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I went from like a kid that was like 170, I think, when I was with you. I think I hit the 180, but with muscle. Like I was a little, uh, I wasn't like huge. I was just ripped up, mm-hmm. just ripped. And um, yeah, we do the the same things that every coach do, you know, the three-man weave, all that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I outshined everybody during the scrimmages because, I was, you know, um, with all the training that you helped me with, and just the discipline on it, I create my own shot. Um, I was the best three-point shooter there. Mm-hmm. Definitely the best three-point shooter there. So I didn't have to take it into your, you know, into your stomach to drive or anything. No, I just hit the shot easy. Um, I think the main thing I would do would be the step back, which I think you taught me too. You did teach me. I don't think you did. <laughs> it's the only move I ever use, all right? Facts. Um, so yeah, summer camp went through pretty decent. Uh, they decided not to register me. They're like, yo, we're going to put you on the bench. I said, okay, cool. Put me on the bench. Uh, I was basically six men. I averaged 15 points per game that whole year. I think like four assists. Not that many assists. Nothing crazy. And uh, six rebounds. And rebounds was literally because I would go out my way to grab that. Yeah. But the seven-footer was there, and I'm like, no, I'm going to grab that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, uh, I played only one year because the, the the scholarship paid for everything except the dormitory. And the dormitory is the most expensive thing on there. Facts. So uh, me being a kid with no support family-wise, uh, I was not going to pay for no dormitory. So I was luckily I got through through it by like sleeping over uh, the female cribs. Okay. And... <laughs> And I had, like, a friend there, too, that I would sleep over uh, his dorm or whatever. Like, no one knew. Mm-hmm. They thought I would just drive over. You get me? Yeah. And I spent literally, literally most of that year. I didn't even get to finish the year, actually. I was probably there for, like, six months after summer, which is half a year. Um, I played the games. I killed the games. Uh, I talked to the coach. I was like, yo, I, I need a full ride. It's not, like, if I can't get the full ride, then I can't do it. And he was like, honestly, bro, they're not going to offer you the full ride. They don't, they don't, I see you with the potential, but the thing is that they not going to give a full ride to a six man unless, you get me? Yeah. Unless he's NBA potential. Yeah. So, um, I killed it. I did my, uh, basically almost a year, almost a year. Cause it's like summer, the six months, like almost a year. Mm-hmm. And, um, I pretty much killed it, bro. The the experience with college was that everything's a higher level than mm-hmm. what you're used to. So there were guys that were there to kill you. You get me? Yeah. And the thing with college, everybody wants to be that that player, which I think um, really got me going. You know? Yeah. Because I had a bigger chip on my shoulder. Uh, you know, due to my past history and just. I just want to be better than everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So that whole college experience, I met a lot of people. I even got to like meet Lonzo Ball. They came over to practice one time in our facility. I've met um, a few college players that are now in the NBA, mm-hmm. which um, I don't even know their names. And I don't feel like thinking of their names. Oh, that's a good one. Because I'm, I'm better than them, right? No, I believe you. <laughs> and yeah, bro, that college experience was, in, was uh, intense. Just the amount of work that we put in was crazy. And we're talking about like four in the morning, I was there shooting around. Then six practice would start. Practice would be like two hours, just uh, personal, like personal growth, just uh, learning plays, getting into your rhythm early. Because one thing is to get in your rhythm, but what's the point of getting your rhythm in the second quarter? You hear me? Yeah. It was just to keep the consistent rhythm going throughout four quarters, even if you get, even if you're on the bench for like 25 minutes, you know? Yeah. So just to get out there and just, um, for what I'm looking, not supply, but like, What's the word, Greg? Because you know all the words. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Um, not supply, not to supply the team with te- not supply the team with like points or anything, but it's it's another word. Well, whatever. Someone will figure it out. Um, yes. yeah, it was just to to find a way to just give the team that that push, like when all the starters off. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I guess provide. I don't know what the word is. We've been thinking of this word for like two minutes. Um, but yeah, it was just to provide the team with that that push. And the thing is that the coach would always tell me that the bench is literally the most important part. You get me? Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, the starters will come in. They'll probably do 50 points within all of them, you know, into the game. But the thing is, when the starters are gone, they need they don't want no trash people just running around yeah. scoring three points the whole quarter, the rest of the quarter, right? Yeah. So then I was the main one, basically, not making the plays, but everyone was setting me up because I was the scorer for that bench squad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they submerged me, in other words. No, I'm playing with you. But, um... Oof, never that. Never that, yeah. That was uh, that was crazy. That's a real, a real different. <laughs> um, I think the schedule that we had was literally... Uh, we played FIU. I remember FIU. I think that was my best game when we played against FIU. Because mm-hmm. they had no bench. Oh. Like, no like no defense on bench. But they were all just pulling up shooting threes like stupid people yeah. that don't know how to play basketball. So that was that was cake, bro. Just a pump fake, the boys was jumping, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that my best game there was 27 points. Nice. Uh, I don't remember the assists or the rebounds. The assists were pretty low. They are like two, maybe. Yeah. Two or three. 27 points. I think I had like six rebounds. It was uh, 27 points. I remember that. I remember it perfectly because I was uh, the shooting guard that was guarding me. He was about my height, and he was just like he'll bite on everything. Oh yeah, that's that's barbecue. <laughs> barbecue chicken, boy. I was cooking that man. All right. Mm-hmm. I had that man on shimmer all game. All right. Ooh. Um, not simmer, but shimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bro. So the college experience was pretty intense. And it was just like, it's not like running games at a park. Yeah, definitely. It was literally, they will play, they will run plays, pick and roll. Would, if you didn't have the defense and you didn't realize what play they were playing, you would be literally the F word, you know? Yeah. Like you're stuck. You can say the F word. 
I don't want to. Um, <laughs> I said shit like four times, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was pretty much the college experience, like, summarized, bro. Mm-hmm. And um, it's crazy because you really see the growth in college players. It's not like you go to a park and play these uh, wannabe hoopers and one players, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's none of that. It's really you, you. You start the season and you end the season. You're like, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm better now. Yeah. Like you see it. You get me? Yeah. So I mean, I love the college experience because of that. Um, I feel like I didn't waste my time, but I lost the opportunity. Yeah. Continuing that, I should have just put myself in debt. And because I honestly feel like I would have, I definitely would have went overseas. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But that was literally the whole summarization of the college, that college, um, that little year, basically, of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty dope. I got to meet a lot of people. Um, I can tell you there's a lot of people that are out there for you. Yeah. Like, trying, to, trying to kill you, you get me? Yeah. Like, yo, this man trash. Like, there was hella people. Uh, I think most of the bench players were like, yo, this man, dude, they would tell the coach, yo, this guy, like, he's not, he's not this, he don't look for me. You get me? Yeah. They try to play the sudden hints in the coach, and the coach is like, "No, bro, this man, he he's legit. You get me?" Yeah. And uh, so I don't talk to him now because mm-hmm. I changed my number like three times since then. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, when I came back to Miami, I hit him up one day, and he was like, "You better be overseas right now." Oh. And I was like, "No, bro. You know, um, you know, I met a girl. I have a kid. You know." Yeah. Just trying to fix my life together. He was like, "Bro, don't." Don't, I, he was like, I don't, I see you not as a son, not like that, you know? Yeah. He's like, I see you as a, as a person that can really do something, really make it. Yeah. And he would literally tell me the same thing you would tell him. He would be like, look, bro, don't let the talent be wasted. Yeah. You know, um, he was like, you got something that most people don't have. And it's basically just the dog and the discipline to put in the work, you know? Mm-hmm. He was like the simple fact that everyone, or my starters will leave practice and then you're still there for two hours after I just killed you all day. He was like, that says a lot. And not people, not many people are built like that anymore. And, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful that FAU gave me the opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I lacked on them because I didn't, I didn't just say, all right, you know what? Let me just throw myself in it. Yeah. Because even let's let, worst case scenario, I would have never, I never got overseas or anything, and yeah, I'd be in debt, school debt or whatever. But that just you finishing like four years of that college experience already puts you in the next level, where literally it can be, you can literally go overseas and try out. You hear me? Yeah. There's combines all the time, and I didn't think of it like that. I didn't think about it like, oh, I can. Uh, I just did four years and then don't graduate because you combine, you know? Yeah. I didn't I didn't think none of that. I just said, Oh, you know what? Forget it. I don't no one cares anyways. I just basically gave up on it. Yeah. And it sucks that I did because I feel like I really I really could have made it. And then not only just me personally feeling that way, is that I have a lot of friends that tell me, Yo, bro, you could have made it. Or like when I'm playing basketball with new people. Like when I came here in San Antonio, they're like, yo, you, you played college or something? I was like, yeah, bro, I played college. And they're like, what the hell? Like, what you doing here? And I'm just there like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, shoot the arrow while you're while I'm down, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, 
I actually I'm grateful for that experience because that experience tells me that I can make it still. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm completely lacking. It's not like I'm like 350 pounds and it's already done. You know. Are you trying to throw a shot at me? We're in, are you 350? I'm on my way. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> with them baleadas, boy. Oh, right? them baleadas, oh. man. Yeah, but that's pretty much that was pretty much the, the little college thing for me. Um, if I go more in debt, we're gonna be here all night. You know? Boy, yeah. But yeah, it was just the the experience was was just next level. Um, the people you meet, they're just the people that push you to do better. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a lot of genuine people. There's a lot of people that will talk uh, shit behind your back. Mm-hmm. But it just opened your mind to. Basically, something inside you would be like, yo, I can do it. I can do this. You know? Yeah. And that's literally the only... That's why I'm grateful for that, that experience that I got at FAU. I feel it, bro. Yeah, bro. Um, you, you, you already know what happened with me, man. I, um, <laughs> you know, I think my biggest... My biggest flaw... Um, when I was maybe 16 up until um, earlier this year, if not last year, was um, me going out of my way, going above and beyond for people and expecting something in return just because that, you know, expecting the same consideration to be shown um, uh-huh. and not understanding that it's not an obligation for them to um return the favor so to speak and you know i um i remember working over at pepper park or the jcc i remember working uh, this event that you're, event. You're, you're name dropping bro uh yeah yeah i got no problem with it um uh, remember working there bro working um i remember this event this tournament that tournament whatever trying to find you know trying to talk to the to the players to the coaches whatever trying you know make these connections networking all of that i remember um oh my god uh, i don't want to name drop him but man i remember mr <laughs> mr superstar he um he would come with his players his nba players i remember uh, staying in, staying three hours extra just to make sure that he could finish his workouts with his players. I don't know if he had another, according to him, he didn't have another uh, gym to go to uh, at the time. So he was kind of using our facility. But I remember making sure he was good. You know, the floor was always clean. If he needed a quick, he, would, he was using my basketball for the workouts. Mm, you know that evil? Yeah, he, evil bro, we, he had like. Put these, them buckets in? He had these worn down, uh, left in the rain, spalding balls. And he's, bro, he, um, I was shooting around with my Evo one day, then, um, while they were in there, and then, um, I, I think it was on like my break or something, then, um, I came back to the front. He was like, hey, before you go, before you go, bro, can we, can we see that ball? He's like, oh, this is nice basketball, right? You mind if we use this? Mm. And then, um, from that day on, just every day, um, you know, I, I would be in there working out on my own whenever I could anyway. So from that day on, I was always, um, I always had the ball anyway. So you'd be like, hey, hey, you got your ball, bro. You mind? Do you mind? Um, and I met, met quite a few players, um, some overseas players who I don't even know their names. Uh, but I met 
Tristan Thompson, Brandon Knight, Jeff Green, Oladipo, bro. Uh, I was so pissed. There was one day um, I was shooting around, and Oladipo came up to me. He was like, yo, let's play one-on-one real quick. Bro, that was like, when he said that, bro, I was like, oh, man, let's do this. You're going to get this work. I'm excited. I was like, what, 18 at the time? Um, I was I was just all the excitement. You were talking about a whole all-star, too. That's what I'm saying, bro. This is, um, this is, this was, um... What, 18, five years ago? This was when he was on a Magic, but this was when he was, like, dunking on everybody. Mm, Every, Mr. 360? Mr. 360, yeah. Mr. 360, bro. Um, before Aaron Gordon came in the league. You feel mm. me? Like, and I was just like, yo, let's do this, bro. And then fucking, uh, I'm not going to say his name. Mr. Superstar came up and was like, nah, we got to go work out now. And I was mm. like, bro, y'all was sitting there. I was shooting around for like 30 minutes and you you didn't say nothing until he walked up and said, yo, let's play one on and, and then after bro, like when um when when coach told him that he was like, Damn bro, my bad, you know, but next time, bro, you know, you're pretty cool, bro. Next time, next time. Bro, it just had me so pissed, bro. I was like, that would have been hella fun, bro. I don't even bro, I didn't even care about a shout out or nothing, just being able to play against uh, Victor Oladipo one on one, I would have just like win or well, lose. Bro. That's everybody's dream, bro. Just you, to get the chance against the NBA player. You feel me, bro? And I'm like, yo, just to, uh, win or lose, bro. Like just to know that I could hang, bro. I'd be fucking ecstatic, bro. I was, but it wasn't to be. Um, yeah, it was just like. Uh, I would I would be doing all of these extra favors for the guy, and um, like I couldn't get more than a what's up from him, and and as he was passing through the front, going into the gym, I couldn't get more than that um, until he needed something. Um, there was one day uh, he let me join a high school workout group, um, and granted. You know, I'm still, I've never had any other training other than me training myself. But I was still hanging with them. You feel me? I was still hanging with these guys who have been doing a two-ball dribbling drill since they were two years old. You feel me? Like, um, who who have had the resources and opportunities to actually excel. And I'm hanging with them. We're playing, you know, a little scrimmage game. And, like, I'm throwing these passes. Like, oh, if I didn't even realize I was open. Oh, that's a good shot, Greg. Good move, you know. Oh, good screen. Good, good way to to, to box me out or, or to 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 cut to the hoop and get a rebound on that side. You, it's clear you knew that that's where the ball was going. You know, just just all the little things doing them right. You feel me? And yeah. um, making their training look like shit because I didn't have it, but I was busting their ass. You feel me? And um. I remember he, he didn't he didn't let me join in anymore, bro. Um, there's nothing else I could do. It wasn't even um even when they had like the the little summer rim or any like basketball events for him and his people, bro. I couldn't even shoot around with the guys. Um, and it sucked. Uh, he he didn't offer anything in terms of like you know what, bro. Let me see if I can talk to this coach or that person. And um, even if I can't get you on a team, 
let me see if I can get you some training or or you know from here you know you see me on my phone and I finish with my workout you know talk to me you know we could do 30 minutes I'm like nothing bro nothing um and it just sucked and then his homeboy played overseas he was uh, my coach for when I finally made an official AAU team uh, paying a hundred something a month um, for this and it was either a hundred something a month or every two weeks something like that I just know it was a pretty penny for an 18 year old um, and I'm really trying to do my best I'm keeping up with it uh, I'm showing up to practice whenever I'm not working and if I had to come a little bit late I'd come a little late but I'm always showing up you know um, and I'm really really I get to practice the first practice um, I'm not gonna lie I, I wasn't bad by any means but I was trying to I, I was trying to understand what practice would really look like for like a um, a higher class uh, AAU team so I was I was a little bit out of place but I, I still found my footing and I still did my thing you know um, and Every practice after that, I just killed everything, bro. Um, all the drills, I was killing everything I was killing, bro. And I was just like, when we got to our, our first tournament, um, he said, because I haven't been to enough practices, which was a lie, um, I couldn't play in the tournament. Mind you, he was the recreation supervisor um, for the city and I was literally he wasn't my direct boss but because his work affected my work I was indirectly underneath him and he couldn't give me the benefit of the doubt and say hey bro I know that you work out I know that you bug me all day about what I could do better what you could do better basically and um, and I know that you want to be as good as possible i know you're also 18 and it's not easy for an 18 year old who already who already graduated from high school to get an opportunity to play so you know let me see what i can do for you i, I didn't get that um he just said no you, you haven't been to enough practice and i don't think you're ready to play yet and then he just didn't even care like the first game i sat on the bench next to him and i was basically just there he didn't he didn't talk to me at all, interact with me or nothing. Um, it wasn't like, hey, Greg, all right, look, here's what you can learn from this, this and that, nothing like that. Um, and then afterwards, he even, like, oh, oh you're still here? Or do, do you want to come to the next game? Or, you know, you don't have to. And it's like, all right, you know what, man, I'm good. You know? And then um, afterwards, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll talk to... I talked to some some coaches at, at some some community colleges in the area and I'll see what we can do for you whenever you're ready. And then he moved to Orlando, had a wife and kid, moved to Orlando, and I hit him up one day. He was like, Who's this? Oh, oh, my bad. Oh, yeah, um Yeah, okay, cool. And I just hung up, bro. I was like, nah, I'm I'm good, bro. Um and, and and I was calling, or actually I texted him. Yeah, I texted him. And I was like, you know, um, I was finding my footing in training. 
and I, and I um, told him, hey, look, you know, thank you for showing me through the practices that we had, you know, different things. And, and you know, I've implemented it into becoming a trainer. And, you know, I want to thank you for that. And he was like, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Like, from from that day, he never hit me up. Never nothing, bro. I don't even think he remembers me. Um, I seen I seen Mr. Superstar at one of his events. Mind you, I was the one who stayed, who came in an hour early. I was the only one who was there for the whole day. The only one who worked that whole 13-hour uh, shift. Um, I came in early. Mind you, I was supposed to get off at 3. I came in at 7. I was supposed to get off at 3. I stayed an extra, what is that, 5, 6 hours? And I, I really like made sure that like, him and his people were good. I couldn't get no autographs from any of the players. I got a couple pictures, but it was like in passing. It was kind of like as they're leaving, I'm like trying to grab people. Um, like, hey, whoever's closest, can you please take a picture with me? It was even like he said, hey, yo, bro, um, my boy over there, he's been helping me for like a year now. He's been staying you know, helping me train my guys. And, you know, if we could just get a quick picture with him. Everybody has a group or even, you know, just say what's up to him real quick. Nothing like that, bro. He kind of seemed bothered. I'm not gonna lie. He seemed bothered because my last, the last picture I got was was a picture with a uh, Brandon Knight, and um, he seemed bothered that I even asked if I could get a picture. Like, man, hurry up, bro. You feel me? And it was yeah. like, come on now, bro. Like, I'm doing all this for you, and you really, and then you like, there's nothing I get from you, bro. You give me literally nothing. You're you're just. Bro, honestly, that's like the worst lesson to learn, dog. Yes, bro. It and it stings so bad, it stings so bad because it wasn't like I was looking at them like, oh, you're superstars, oh my god, I'm a fanboy, whatever. It was like, yo, I respect the position that you're in, and the the ability that you have to, you know, not only play professionally but your ability to help impact other people, and you're just being pieces of shit. And that's it, bro. It just hurt, bro. It hurt, and you know, it changed. It changed a lot of my perspective on a lot of things, and um, I've met quite a few famous people, celebrities, hoopers, whatever, since then. But I tell you, man, there's there's one thing I don't do is uh, I'm not as I'm not as willing to um, do anything for anybody um, like I was before. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, that, that's that's my hooping thing, bro. I never, um, I went to I went to Miami Dade, bro. But I was paying out of pocket. I couldn't get financial aid, um, so I was paying out of pocket. And I was like, I don't want to pay out of pocket one class at a time per semester, um, and then end up not being able to play to play ball or anything. I want to, especially since coach was supposed to hook me up and i'm sitting there like yo you're not hooking me up I'm, I'm paying money and then um when i came over here to cali the first trip over to cali i come over to csumb they had just had some issue with their coaches um the whole team was, i mean from the staff down to the players everybody was out the door um so they were literally i talked to the new to, to the new coaching staff uh, when I went there, like, yeah, um, just apply and try to get over here because we're accepting walk-ons and everything. 
So just whoever wants to come, just, you know, if you can stand out, if you can show us that you're good, we will, we will take you. It's not even an issue. It's not, it's not like there's much competition as far as, like, we already have a team and we're just looking for two or three players. We're trying to rebuild the whole team. Bro, when I say if I didn't go, if I didn't have the idea that he, he was the that my old coach was going to help me out, I wouldn't have taken those the, that one course um, that I took at Miami Dade. And if I didn't take that one course at Miami Dade, I could have transferred over to CSUMB. But when I when I was talking to admissions about if I could transfer or not, they literally said you have credits in Miami, so unless you have thirty credits, you cannot transfer. And bro, it would have taken me I think it was like four or five semesters to get the 30 credits um, that I needed in order to transfer. And I said, no way, bro. Nah, bro, the, the amount of money that would be too. Yes, bro. And I was like, that's... So, so go to another college to pay more money. Basically, bro. And I'm like, that's... I literally, bro, literally, just the littlest things that build up and just like things you think are indirect. And now I'm completely out of a college opportunity. And I, I I didn't go back to school after that. Um, I've just been training. I've just been spending, bro. I, if you already know, um, uh, you know when when we were a little bit apart, um, I was spending maybe. But I used to go to sleep to to eighties and nineties basketball games on, bro. I used to when I say like oh, I uh, maybe eight hours on the court and then when i got home i would have if i'm playing bro it doesn't matter what game i'm playing final fantasy 2k kingdom hearts pokemon um you know how i had my setup so i would literally have my laptop screen on for the basketball game and then um the tv screen would be on the video game and um i'm I'm the type of player or type of person like I have the mental capacity to not need to focus on the game that I'm playing because I can kind of predict like the way things are going to go. And I know, you know, my timing is pretty good. My hand-eye coordination is excellent. So, I, you know, I didn't always have to look at the TV screen to, to be able to play it. Um, but then whenever I was looking at the TV screen and I heard the commentator or whoever it was, oh, what an excellent play by whoever. But I would pause the game, I would pause the video, I'd go back, and I'd spend maybe five minutes just watching that same 10-second span just to see what made that play great, bro. Mm. And, um, you know, over time, that, that that became a quicker thing. So, I, you know, I became able to pick it up the, the first time, you know, just one one quick replay. But, um, but that, that was literally... I had to teach myself that, um, of course, you know, we had Max and Fatboy who, um, who, who were definitely helpful. Um, definitely. Yeah, they were, they they definitely were, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think just, just knowing, I think just the biggest thing for me was just knowing where I stood with people, um, because, if I knew where I stood with people before and I understood that a little bit better, um, I would have done, I would have went down a different road. 
Uh, and I think I would have. We both probably would have been playing somewhere by now. Yeah, uh, more than on the same team. I would have definitely pushed to go somewhere with you. No, definitely, bro. You've been crazy. Because I'd always pass you the ball. <laughs> oh, so now I always shoot it. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, man. Uh, <sighs> did I tell you, bro? It's uh, And, you know, I've had over 100, maybe 200 athletes since I started training. But... And I've had some of them, like some of them right now, are playing in different colleges or whatever. And I and and I've had them show like the smallest, or I've shown them like the smallest changes they needed to make that got them from the bench to the starting position. And you know, some of these guys, they're just too far gone now. You feel me? I can't even get a shout out or nothing, but. You know, I helped them out to get them there. There's a lot of high school athletes that I have right now that still hit me up that I'm happy about. You know, just trying to take it day by day, you know? Trying not to get too caught up in that and uh, just be happy with what I have, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Um, do you uh, you have any closing remarks? Because we're going to end up in the podcast right here. Do you have any, uh, any closing remarks? Anything you want to bring up real quick? Um, yeah, just um, you guys feel like you guys are good at something, just keep going with it. Yeah. Yeah, just follow through all the way, no matter any obstacles that hit you on the way to the destination. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, um, yeah, just always be aware of what's going on. and. Yeah, man, understand that people, not everyone's with you and not everyone's against you as well. Yeah, yeah. And just learning how to pick your poisons the right way and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, so we're going to sign off here. Thanks for tuning in to the Wolfpack podcast. You know what, man? I'm going to stop. Ta- I'm gonna take off the uh, the featuring Jason uh, label oh. off of your episodes. We're going to get you out here, you know. Every time? Maybe at least once or twice a month, you know. I'm trying oh, to have no. four... Maybe five episodes a month. You know, we try to get you out here at least once or twice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, honestly, uh, the podcast was really supposed to be with both of us. Yeah. You know, I never have the time, but uh, definitely I'm going to make more time, bro. Yeah. And I really feel like we're, we're what we're talking about is real. And we're, we pretty have some pretty good uh, opinions towards certain things. You know, man? I agree, man. Uh, so definitely, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to be more of a part of this. Yeah, you know, we were supposed to talk about the 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 topics that we that that actually the screenshot earlier, but we never but, um, got to that. Boy, the life stories are crazy, man. You know, honestly, and it just feels good to just talk about certain things. You know, man. Yeah, I, I think um one thing that um um I know we're supposed to be signing off, but I <laughs> I think one thing that um this virus, this whole epidemic, has taken away from people is that we're so caught up in social and 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 cultural debates that become circular but we never actually take time to look at the person next to us and say how are you doing today you know what's what's on your mind 
And I think it takes away from the humanity, you know, as as important as racial uh, issues are and, and, and whatnot and all of that's all fine and dandy. But at, if at the end of the day, if the person next to you suicidal, depressed, going through a hard time, uh, uh, becoming a drug addict, becoming whatever it is that they're going through that you've ignored them or you've you've put them to the side because you're so caught up in in a circular conversation it's it takes away from you know how much do you really care at that point you know if definitely does if um not to be too cruel about it but if you leave jj home for uh, like two months no food no water um, but you're out here traveling the world, making money and doing all these business trips or whatever. You come back home, there's no JJ anymore. What was it all for? Yeah. yeah so that's where we're going to sign off. You know, just want to bring back some humanity. And uh, next time we'll probably talk some basketball. Probably not. Let's see what happens, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely, bro. All right. Um, we got to figure out, you know, I, we, we, we said we'd call it Locker Room Talk, but um, got to see, are, are we settling on the name? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then. Yeah. Locker Room Talk. We're going to uh, make sure that's the official title and uh, make sure that it's branded as such and no more featuring Jason. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks again for. Uh, tuning in and this is the Wolfpack podcast the locker room talk and uh there's Jason 101 101 Jason <laughs> mm. um and we're signing off <laughs>